and welcome to episode number 10 of Sports Bar Talk. We made double digits, people, and they haven't, and Apple hasn't fired us yet. Praise the Lord! It's a miracle. We haven't been kicked off the air yet. But thank you. Thank you for the support. The reviews. I hope that I have made you all enjoy these 20 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes of the podcast and, t- and giving you a nice escape. Because right now it's pretty tentious out there in the world right now. And I'm glad that I could be a small part of bringing some joy to you, to y'all's day. With that being said, we have a lot to talk about today in the world of sports. We have a very popular food of the week among Americans. So this is Sports Bar Talk. Where guess what, everybody? We got the best seat in the house! And if you remember last week... When I talked about the Big Ten moving to their conference football schedule, and I did mention on the podcast, I said this could change. The virus has ever so rapidly. We don't. We still don't know much about the virus. We're still learning so much about it. And I said, you know, this season could Big Ten football could be postponed this spring. They just released the schedule just to have it out there. This all could change, and sure enough. It did change. The Big Ten, the Big Ten Conference, voted to cancel all fall sports, including football. Uh, sadly, but they did say they want to try and play at least the football season. They want to get it in the spring. So there's still hope that we will have a college football season. But two of the and the other Power Five conference that is opting to play their sport fall sports in the spring is the Pac-12. So, right now the recap before I dig into my take. You've got the Big Ten. We're not we're, we're having a spring football season. Pac-12, we're going to have a spring football season. The MAC, the mid, the uh, Mid-American Conference, they're going to hope to play a spring season. Uh UConn opted out of the season regardless of their conference plays. So, a lot is happening. You're going to see some college football in the fall. You're going to see some college football in the spring. I know right now the SEC, ACC, and Big 12 have gotten the green light from their health officials so far. Uh, I know the president wants college football to go on. I won't say much about that because I don't want to get too political. Um, So, I think you're going to see, and I've said this all along, You'll see the SEC play football this fall. You're going to see it. You'll see the ACC play. You'll definitely see the Big 12 play. But then again, like I said last week, this situation is ever-changing. We're learning more about the virus. Uh, This could change like that. So it'll be very interesting what the college football playoff does. I think they just got to move it all to spring. We might have two national champions this year because you'll maybe have the fall wave. Of the SEC, ACC, and Big 12 teams. And, you know, normally the the national champion comes out of one of those conferences anyway. So it might not matter. 
But then you'll have the second national champion of the spring football between the Big Ten and Pac-12, and that'll just probably be at the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all, as we like to say, uh, the Rose Bowl game. So it's ever-changing. The pros can do it because they got the resources, and you know the guys are going to be fine. But for college football... You're welcoming kids back. These football players are going to be, unless you put them in a very strict bubble, they're going to go out partying after games and having hidden parties. Um, shut college football down. Let's play in the spring. Let's, there's no need. There's no need. I urge governors, we need to shut it down. As much as I want to see college football this fall, it's not worth, it's worth, it's worth, it's not worth the risk. Some, there's going to be an outbreak. It's bound to happen. Same with schools opening up in the fall. It's bound to happen. It's bound to happen. Alright. Enough sappiness about the virus. Let's move on to some professional sports. And we got the NBA playoff clinching scenarios. And you want to give kudos to an or sports organization who has done a great job handling it. I want to give all the credit to Adam Silver and the National Basketball Association for doing a superb job of containing the coronavirus inside Walt Disney World. Folks, another round of testing came in this week from the the National Basketball Association and their bubble at Walt Disney World. And I am pleased to report no new positives. That is how a leader runs a sports organization. Adam Silver, you are amazing. Now, by the time this podcast drops, it'll be the last day of the regular seeding games, and then we will have potentially the play-in tournament, which I think we will get at least in the Western Conference. By the way, the Phoenix Suns are undefeated in the bubble. Who could have predicted that? Some really great play from Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, uh, really good cast of characters. Everyone's contributing. Uh, Ricky Rubio, the point guard, really doing a great job of facilitating and leading that offense. And then, I don't know. Now, the NBA did announce they're going to have an MVP of the seeding games. I think that is going to go to TJ Warren of the Indiana Pacers. Folks, if you've been keeping up with the NBA during the seeding games, you know TJ Warren has absolutely been on fire. He had the first 50-point game of the bubble. Who could have fought that? If you betted on T.J. Warren in Vegas to have the uh, first 50-point game in the uh, since the restart for the NBA, you ha- you have a nice payday coming your way. So, who could have believed that? And the Pacers have actually done pretty good since the restart. Uh, they're gonna be either the four or five seed. It all depends on August 14th when they play the Miami Heat. Who will get that priority top seed? So that's seven of the eight playoff matchups have been decided. Uh, the Rockets, excuse me, with Russell Westbrook, he's going to be out the first part of the playoff series for the Rockets. So James Harden will have to carry the way. And they're going to play the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, my. That is going to be quite the series because Westbrook and Harden, well, at least Westbrook does, has some beef with OKC. He left there. He didn't like it there. And now he's going to have get the plan for at least four games. And the Thunder have actually done pretty good since the restart, too. They, you know, 
Chris Paul, the never-aging Chris Paul from the State Farm commercials, has been doing really well. Um, the center, Stephen Adams from Australia, he looks like the Braveheart guy. Um, yeah, and at shooting guard, Shea Gilgris Alexander. He has got a great last name, Alexander. He's been doing really well. He's been c- contributing well, and they've got some good coaching and front office leadership. So, the NBA has been really good. Uh, when this drops, it'll be the last day of the regular season. Playing games are going to be August 15th to the 16th, and then the actual playoffs, which will still be the typical playoff format of best of seven, 16 teams, eight per conference, begin August 17th. That is Monday, August 17th. All right, quickly, I do want to get the football. There were some tight ends getting paid today. The San Francisco 49ers and my favorite tight end in the league, George Kittle, agreed to a five-year, $75 million extension. Jeez, he's getting paid. I wonder if he could share. And then the other uh, tight end getting paid today, Kansas City Chiefs tight end, Travis Kelsey. And I know loyal listener Bruce well, I absolutely love this. He's going to be, it's a four-year extension that keeps him with the franchise for at least six years. And it's going to be between 14 and $15 million. That'll be his contract. So tight ends are getting paid. And now you got to wonder what Philadelphia Eagles tight end Zach Ertz is thinking right now. He's obviously going to be the next one. He will get, he will get paid at some point. And you know what? The tight end position is quickly becoming more and more of a valued position in this league. It used to be, oh, you can block, oh, and you can occasionally run routes and catch passes. Now they're more of a receiver with, oh, you can block too. And so I'm really, I like what I'm seeing with these tight ends getting paid. Tight end, one of my favorite positions in the game behind the quarterback position. Um, and I love that these, that these muscled receivers are getting paid. Alright, to our food of the week, and I gotta give props to a listener of the show who came up with the idea for this one, Pam Roland. She has she came up, she asked me, Hey, do you have a food of the week this week? When I was driving around eating my drinking my frozen caramel cold brew from Panera, she said, Do you have a food of the week this week? And I said, No. And she said, Have you done French fries yet? And I said, No, but that's a good idea. I will consider that for food of the week. So this one's for you, Pam. Drum roll for the food of the week. French fries. And I love French fries, man. They are incredible. They're filled with salt. Now, the perfect French fry, in my opinion, it's got to have some salt. It's got to have some juiciness to it. And it's got to be golden brown, like a... and. Just amazing. My favorite fries. Now, first off, before I tell you my favorite fry, I gotta mention you can get these so many ways to enjoy your French fried potato. There's shoestring, or you could go to a steakhouse and get steak fries. They're a little thick, a lot more potato. My personal favorite. Waffle fries. I love waffle fries. So good. Dip them in blue cheese or cheese whiz or honey mustard, whatever. 
They taste amazing. They're my favorite. If a restaurant's got waffle fries, you know what my side's going to be. Waffle fries. Sidewinder fries. This isn't really popular, but at this local restaurant in Gettysburg called the Gettysburger, they have them. It's, it's, they slice them in a spiral, basically. So good. They also have crinkle cut, which you can get at the frozen food aisle, uh, or the traditional kind. Places I love French fries. I love, first off, if you're out of the big free fast food restaurants, that those three being McDonald's, Burger King, and Wendy's, I go with McDonald's fries any day of the week. So good. They're nice. They're hot. They're salty. You dip them in the McDonald's tangy honey mustard sauce. It's a really good combination. You can't really, you can't beat it. You can't beat McDonald's french fries. I do love the french fries from Sheets. They're really good. Sometimes they have garlic fries, and I'll get that. My my breath ends up stinking, but it's worth it. But their plain fries are good, too. It's actually better than McDonald's, in my opinion, but I don't consider Sheets fast food. I consider it fan food. Some other places I like fries. Now, I mentioned the Blue Gray before, and they have waffle fries, and I love their cheese fries because they put cheese Whiz on top. And that is my favorite if you're going to put cheese on fries. Cheese Whiz. So good. Or some really good melty American cheese. Now, for the health nuts out there, there are sweet potato fries. Now, the New York correspondent did want me to have a vegetable food of the week. And then we're kind of having a veggie in this food in sweet potato fries. And if you're ever in the Waynesboro, Pennsylvania area, go to the Run Run Red Run Grill. They have some really good sweet potato fries. And it's somewhat healthy. They give you powdered sugar to spray on, and I don't know if the powdered, the added sugar helps. But it's really good sweet potato fries. And I also love the sweet potato waffle fries from Blue Gray as well. Uh, another place I do like my french fries, I do like Popeyes, but that's fast food. Consider You could consider that fast food. Uh, oh! At the Gettysburger, I did mention their Sidewinder fries. They have loaded Sidewinder fries. They have so many ways you can customize your fries. I wish I had the menu up, but I'll just tell you the traditional one they had before they made the, it very customizable. So they, they, they put, like, American cheese, cheddar cheese, bacon bits, and bacon jam. And bacon jam, actually, I didn't think I'd like it. I actually loved it. There was Now, there wasn't really much of a bacon taste to it. It was a little smoky, but it was sweet. Man, was it, ama- is it amazing. I highly recommend the loaded Sidewinder fries. And make sure you get it with the bacon jam on it. They're marvelous. So, french fries are really tasty to me. And if you were to ask me... By the way, in Great Britain, they call them chips. Otherwise, my international audience will get mad at me. That's my favorite fry. So, here is the question to answer in the review. And by the way, if you write in the review and you answer the question, there's a good chance I'll read your review on a future episode of Sports Bar Talk. It's like you get a free shout-out. Marvelous. So, my question is, how do you like your french fries, and where do you enjoy your french fries?
those are the questions. And don't forget to share your french fries too. You know, if you're at, on a date with somebody or, you know, you're a kid and you're eating french fries and your mom's there, offer your mom a french fry. That's the polite thing to do. So with that being said, <laughs> it's time to wrap up the episode. I thank all of you for listening. Answer those questions. Wear a mask. Write a review. Get your mail-in ballot. We're only... Well, when this drops, we'll be 81 days from the election. Oh boy, it's heating up. Get the mail-in ballot. And until next time, this is Sports Bar Talk. Where we got the best seat in the house! Peace, y'all.